No, you're in the middle. I'm on the bottom. I'm in the middle. I flatlined for a while. I'm going to die. Is that how that works? This just means you're quiet. <laughs> oh. This isn't taking your heart rate. <laughs> I love seeing that. Aaron is like, Aaron, you're like whoever P. Diddy has. <laughs> P. Diddy? P. Diddy has to do that shit, you know? Because you know P. Diddy don't do that himself. Uh, his producer? <laughs> yeah. I don't know what those people are called. They just sit in the booth and say, all right. Producers. Those people. They produce things. They do. They well, that's what you are, Aaron. Aaron. You're a producer. A producer. A producer. Producer. It's a Medusa who produces. Stuff. A Medusa. <laughs> a Medusa. Scandal. Okay. Fuck. Please go ahead. <laughs> It's stuck in my head right now. What? Ever since someone mentioned Molly earlier. We run things, things don't run. We don't take uh. from nobody and we can't stop. Have you heard the Boyce Avenue cover of that song? No. It's so good. Yeah? Yes. I have not heard it. Muy bueno. I like, uh, I like Boyce Avenue. I do they're, too. they're occasionally in the background of my life on Spotify. <laughs> <laughs> That was so poetic. <laughs> <laughs> At times, they provide the soundtrack <laughs> to the movie that is my life. <laughs> what an egotistical way of looking at things. Gotta love it. Is that good ice? <laughs> Sorry. It's the last piece. Was <laughs> it a question? No, it the last I, I didn't realize how loud I was being because I was leaning over and <laughs> right like, okay, crunch. <laughs> so how have you guys been this week? Terrible. I'm tired. Yeah? Yeah. I am too. We worked late last night. Did uh they had a little thing parents night out. Aww. Oh. For the the parents of the the children and um, Los Ninos. <laughs> Los Ninos, yeah. <laughs> I, was, I was mixing French and English to lay <laughs> children. <laughs> the Chiron. Quick <laughs> 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 so question Whose Oreo is that? Mine. <laughs> it's the only one I got, bitch. <laughs> she had like three. <laughs> and she's trying to take the one. Now is not the time to judge me, Cash. <laughs> I'm not judging you for having three. I just asked whose it was. <laughs> I was just, I was just curious. It was late. So late. So late. Thirteen hours, man. That was a good Ew. day. I haven't worked thirteen hours in a long time. Yeah. Since my old job. Please. So it felt, it felt weird. Like oh, all of a sudden I'm not eight to five anymore. But it was good. I made friends with an eight-year-old. That's awesome. Yeah. He said if my dad was Mike Braun, he would beat him up. 
That's so cute. Yeah, he's a cool kid. <laughs> Anybody else do anything interesting this week? Mm, no. I took a final. Oh, that's yeah. good. Yeah. Four more to go. Nice. It's exciting. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> sure is. <laughs> Three semesters left. Sweet. After I get through this one, three semesters and then two summer classes. I'm going to take in the summer. My God. That's going to take forever. How many <laughs> semesters are in? How many months are in a semester? <laughs> <laughs> she really is. She, she's so motivational. <laughs> no, I mean, how many months are in a semester? I don't know. Four. Oh, okay. I don't how know, long I did you six. think a semester was? I was thinking six. No, so like I would have dropped year. out by now. You know what I'm saying? Again. So I was thinking, if you had three, I said that's like a year and a half. <laughs> Your math was spot on, but no, thank you. I have 17 months, um, a little less than 17 months. Yeah, because point, I graduate the first week of May. It's exciting. What? I'm not counting. You're not counting. Don't don't count. No, not was, at all. Not you. I was no never. Don't have a mental countdown going on by the second. <laughs> 525,600 no, 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 no. minutes. I like the Office remake. Oh, <gasps> my gosh. Balled my eyes out. Oh, how could you not? <sighs> there were like, there were like probably three moments in the office that I truly, truly cried. Um... Jim and Pam's wedding. That was cute. Yeah, Michael's last episode. And um, Andy's quote-unquote last episode, the second-to-last episode of the series. Where he, where he's they're in the office. I will remember yes. you. Yes. Oh. So good. People don't understand no. what they're missing if the they're office. not watching The Office. So good. It's amazing. Michael's goodbye, that episode. Ugh. His last episode. Ugh. Oh, my God. And whenever he comes back for Dwight's wedding. Yeah. Like, that okay, not melting, crying or anything. Yeah, it was beautiful. beautiful. Everything about that series is just best mensch. Best. I know some things in German because of that show. What's our episode today about? What's our episode today about? (laughs) (laughs) Well, (laughs) it's about Cash's Oreo. (laughs) Cash is like points her mouth like I'm eating, bitch. This is what our episode's about, right here, motherfuckers. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Oreo. Oh. Hello. Why do you hate me, Brianna? I don't. I don't. I <laughs> get lost in your face. You've been shitty with me. No, <laughs> I just I got lost in watching you. Like that's what it was. Is that what happened? That's so beautiful. I, was, I like to turn that around from disdain that was no. actually emanating from your face. Like I, that's how I was just doing it. I, I got lost in my disgust. For no, you. I got lost in watching Aaron's movements. <laughs> Aaron moves so like a like a samurai. 
off, man. Brianna. One more tequila. You are truly one of my favorite people in the whole world. Stop. She's hilarious. <laughs> I mean that. You really are. Hurt. You're funny as fuck. Thanks. You are. I appreciate it. So yeah, today's today episode. <laughs> Back to the point of this shit. Today's episode is about forced and coerced and false confessions. Yes. Ooh. Ooh. The audience applauds. We need to make a track that we can play. Cheering. <laughs> we can get you one of those big mixer boards like they have in movies. And that's where I get all of my <laughs> that's where I get all of my life information. Everything I think I know about life comes from the movies. I am not entirely wrong in that though, because <laughs> it's mildly accurate, which disturbs me. But I say that a lot. Like I compare things. I was like, like oh, that's oh, what you yeah. see in the movies. That's how you're gonna know. That's I how say everybody's that about gonna everything. know what you're talking about. Exactly. Is they we've all got something to look at. Yeah. Yeah. Like in The Walking Dead. <laughs> Brianna, would you like to start this off by discussing? Oh no. No. The Walking Dead? I don't know. I feel like God you're no. bent about it. <laughs> Do we want a six-hour episode? Exactly. <laughs> that's, that's the question. What's, that's what the question is. We've got to um. take a two-hour like cry break. Speaking of audiences, we have one today. We do. Just one. Just one. The other two left us. Yeah. They well. said, no, we're tired. Yeah. We're tired yeah. of hearing us. One to watch TV, actually. Yeah. No, we have uh, 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 Shelby uh, Masterson. With us today, yo yo, AKA bust out her full name, aka Cable. <laughs> They're gonna stalk yo stalkers, <laughs> aka Bro the Second, aka what? Okay, well, Megan gets all jealous <laughs> if I go start calling Shelby Bro, so <laughs> she has to be Bro Junior because. <coughs> oh my god! <laughs> yeah. So Shelby's with us today. Welcome. Yes. I concur. Take it away. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I guess we could start the episode. <laughs> eh, I, guess. Uh, eh. I guess. So today we're going to be talking about false confessions. Um, I said false. False confessions. <laughs> false. <laughs> Just kidding. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. I did a research paper uh, about a month ago for my abnormal psych class on false confessions and like criminal tactics used to get these things. And uh, <laughs> I didn't know how to finish that sentence. Acquire. <laughs> acquire false confessions. I hate when you guys silent laugh because the other, <laughs> on the recording it sounds like I'm the only one laughing. I know. And then I just look stupid. <laughs> No, the no, tactics they're using to collect anywhere. the false oh. confessions. Collect. I love that. Put it them makes in me jars. think of like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a shelf. Next to their severed heads. Shrunken severed heads. When we went to Florida, oh. I saw like real shrunken heads Ooh. in an, Ripley's. Ooh. It was so cool. Love Ripley's. Scary. A little scary. Like to think real? those were people. It said they were real. They were people. They were people. How do they shrink? They <laughs> put them in some sort of solution. I don't know. I read the card, but I forgot. I mean, <laughs> it's like 
It's like in Beetlejuice. Well, you say it three times and it shrinks? No. <laughs> you know at the end of the movie, his head shrunk. I Beetlejuice since I was like eight. Oh, I was about to like kill them. I thought they, I've never seen Beetlejuice. Or I haven't seen Beetlejuice. I was about to freak out. They shrunk his head at the end. Am I the only one who no, understands? No, we, we all know what you're talking about. We were just listening to you continue to oh, talk. okay. Don't listen to me continue to talk, guys. <laughs> we are attentive listeners, and she is attacking us for it. <laughs> Road. Uh. <clears throat> Anywho. So, so, collectors of false <laughs> confessions. <laughs> so, the confession collectors. <laughs> the t- <laughs> what do you collect? Shot glasses. What do you collect? <laughs> Teddy bears. What do you collect? False confessions. We're going to get past the sentence. Are we? (laughs) I don't know. So in my in my research, I discovered something called the read technique. Really shitty system that is still being used to train law enforcement and how to interrogate suspects. It it is very, very bad. And I'm very, very excited to discuss (laughs) it today. So. Are you saying Reed as an R E E D? R E I D. R E I D. Yeah, it's a dude's name. Oh. That makes sense. The Reed technique. Got, got you. It. Got that you. That dude. I was like, is the no Reed technique. I was confused. That's what yes. I thought. Using bamboo reeds. No, I thought like re hyphen technique. Like, yeah. you redo this shit, you know? Oh. Do it again. Technique it again. Te- technique it. Yeah, re technique. <laughs> I got it now, though. We're good. This is our entire podcast. Um, yeah. Yeah. Always. All right. So I wrote a research paper about it and I thought, well, I've already done the research. So this is what I'm bringing to the <laughs> podcast. <laughs> Perfect. Why did you just look so concerned? Are you guys okay? Megan? Never mind. They're fine. I heard something. I think it was your wife dying. Megan, are you okay? Uh, Amanda, are you okay? You did me a startle. It sounded like it sounded like a dying animal. Oh, <laughs> okay. That's I sneezed. Is that the dead animal? That's what it was. It sounded funny in the headphones. That's hilarious. Yeah, scared me. Okay, so you brought a research paper. <laughs> From what year is this paper? Yesterday. A month ago. Oh, sorry. Oh. A month ago. <laughs> Got you. It was due November 19th. All and right. I submitted it on time. Ayo. <laughs> Ayo. I had an hour left. <laughs> oh, my God. Could have done worse. The stress is, like, emanating from Brianna's <laughs> It really <right> is. <laughs> oh. I was like, oh, You my. don't turn shit in late? No. Girl, <sighs> I will wait till the last minute and open oh. the test right before it's due just so I can still get into it so oh. I can do it. <laughs> I'm not proud of that. She's in pain. Oh, <laughs> uh, are you responsible? Yeah, uh, my moments. <laughs> Most of the time, yeah. When it comes to you know adult things, can yeah. you educate me in the I'll manner try. of your I'll ways? I'll just like slap you around a little bit. Hey, Ooh. get this shit done. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, I might like that. <laughs> hey, is this a punishment or a reward system? <laughs> <laughs> reinforcing <laughs> <laughs> uh, dun, 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 dun. okay 
so yes, I brought my research paper. Don't judge my nerdness, but I really like this paper, and I actually worked really hard on it. Really, I what hate was that the word. grade? Go you! I got a hundred out of a hundred. Yes, even bitch. though formatting is shit, but I like it. I do not think side rants. I do not think there needs to be five different types of ways to format a paper. It doesn't make any sense to me. Why can we not create a universal formatting system? My question is, why does formatting matter so much? Like, who said you're going to hell if you use MLA instead of APA? Like, who gives a flying fuck? If it looks organized, it's organized. (coughs) Good for (coughs) you. Exactly. Like, if you have the information. It's just a way for them to stress out college students. Control. Absolutely. all about motherfucking control. This semester... Conspiracy. <laughs> this semester, I that started really taking intense. a history class that taught you how to research history. That was the entire class. And I was introduced to Chicago formatting. Oh, yeah, that's a thing, too. Why? Why? Because every field feels like it needs its own type of formatting. You're not that special. Stop it. Yeah, well, I'm going to make an episode on Those that. Those things are like, they're getting older and they're getting worn, so it's oh. really hard to keep them up. You just have to tighten as best as you can. Okay. We have pills for that at the store. <laughs> <laughs> Need some mic stand rejuvenation <laughs> surgery. I love when guys come in, like, trying to get my best opinion of what pill they should buy. Like, I have been testing them. Like, it's like they don't oh, understand. I tried this one and my dick got huge. Yeah. Like, I can only tell you what is selling. I don't have these parts. They Sorry, like guys. Kylie Jenner f- cream for penises. <laughs> make your lips bigger. Make your dick bigger. Anastasia Beverly Hills. You know anything that <coughs> says it's, like, going to, like, make a vagina tighter or make a peen larger? Yeah. It's just causing an, an allergic reaction. So you, you get swollen. Yeah. Just like how the Kylie Jenner lip challenge happened. Yes. That was a disaster. Why do that? That was not our generation. No. Those were the Thai bot eaters. Those idiots. <sighs> we are so close. I brought this movie up to you yesterday. But we are so close to living in idiocracy. Have you seen that movie? Uh, No. But I really need to. They replaced water in every form. Water hoses sinks, like water fountains that people drank at to Gatorade because they thought water was killing them. They were watering their plants, their crops to feed people with Gatorade. <gasps> okay. And they couldn't figure out why nothing was growing. You know, hydration, the whole like scare about being dehydrated is it's an entire marketing scam done by Gatorade and companies like Gatorade. Gatorade pays scientists to come out with studies about dehydration and electrolytes and why they're so fucking important and how just drinking water at the game isn't enough and you have to have Gatorade because it's infused with all these special things. It's all marketing. People are more likely to die from overhydration yeah, than you dehydration. Drown yourself. <sighs> what? Yeah. That's a thing. 
Gatorade yep. is all sugar anyway. Yep. Like yeah, it's it not is. even. It's an, it's it's all marketing. You know. Okay, it's so all sugar. the studies that they publish and like their advertisement, like posters and stuff that are like you know all these facts about dehydration, mm-hmm. like the if if you like look at the fine print, the science, the the research laboratory that p- publishes those. It's like the Gatorade Science Laboratories of America or some name, some shit like that. Yeah. At least come up with a different name. They are paid by the company to publish this garbage so that you buy more fucking Gatorade. What the fuck? Yeah. What is this? It's Fruit Loops. It smells really good. It's Fruit Loops. It says Loopy Science. Yeah, it's Fruit Loops. Can't use that word. You want to taste it? Yeah, where is it? In Amanda's. Oh, that was far away. <laughs> okay, never mind. I'll do it later. Okay. I mean, you can like put it on your finger. Yeah, uh. that's true. That is how they. That is how they taught us in the in the stores. No, it's not gonna kill you. I mean, maybe not, but it's not gonna taste very good. Oh no, it tastes great. That's what people say about. Oh my god! Wrong. That's not good. Whoa! Yeah, dude. Y'all, that's that's good. Y'all gonna have me fixing my RDA up in here, <laughs> taking the cotton out so I can put that on it. <laughs> it's tasty. It is. That's that's amazing. That's amazing. Okay, sorry. You're amazing. <sighs> Thank you. Welcome. Anyway, sorry <coughs> about the marketing rant. Everything's fucking advertisement. Like everything marketing, yes. it's all meant to just yank money from you. Everything's about money. Fucking capitalism. Capitalism. We need capitalism and socialism to get together and have a baby <laughs> and like create a world in which people can start a mom and pop shop and then create an empire. But make sure that you're not killing thousands and thousands of people in the meantime by not giving them access to clean water, Flint. And did you see that they're making a movie about Queen Latifah? Like Queen Latifah is in it. And it's about getting clean water in Flint, but Flint does not have clean water still. There's a trailer out for that movie. Fuck. Things I learned yesterday. Also, that Donald Trump is illiterate. (laughs) (laughs) Are you talking about the document that... He is functionally illiterate. I watched a video. Literally incriminates him, and he's like, this proves that I'm innocent. And I saw an interview of him at a deposition, and he said that what they wanted him to read was too long, so he didn't want to read <gasps> it. Shut up. They TLDR. just kept asking, did you read the lease? <laughs> I need the TLDR I need, version. I need the TLDR version. That's what his briefs are. They have to be one page and with as many pictures as possible no, in as don't. few words as they can. There's no pictures. Multiple aides have come out to say this. Oh. If it is longer than a page, he screams. I imagine he's just screaming all the time. Like a baby raptor, just constantly screaming and waving his arms about. (laughs) With tiny hands. God. (laughs) He's so... I don't know if he's... He might just be so stupid. Like, he might truly just be that level of stupid. I want his IQ tested, and I need a brain scan immediately. <laughs> I would we like need to call. order. I would like to order a brain scan Bar- for. We need to call Barba. Call Barba. Barba got this. <laughs> yes. Okay, like. Mike can't pick you up there, dude. <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna what? 
Don't joke That's about those. And don't talk about it. I wanted one so That's badly. Like, it's like what they're called, like in the like okay, in, the, in the industry. Like was the one who had those shit. What are they called in, in the sound industry? Uh-huh. Everybody jokingly calls them Britney mics. <laughs> <laughs> I want one. I wanted one whenever I was little. She looks so cool. Oh, I had one. Girl, please. Oh, <laughs> why weren't we friends as kids? I don't know. We didn't live in the same state. I got to Probably wear one not. during Sweeney Todd. Love it. Yeah. I was, actually. Mrs. Love It. Ah. I know. know. That's not where I was getting at. I know. That was the best. (laughs) Well, yes. As a matter of fact, I was. (laughs) Thanks for asking. Do you guys have anything to drink? There's Dr. Pepper and Diet Coke. There's Diet fucking Coke. Uh, I'm... Dr. Pepper. Look at... You don't... Look at Shelby. Would y'all... What? Where the cups at? There's a shit ton of clean ones there, too. Like on the Are you getting me a beverage? Shelby is oh, so sweet. So great. I mean, my history with the human race is Shelby. sketchy. <laughs> history with the human race. Damn. The entirety of humanity. The whole thing. <laughs> yes. Shelby is a gentleman. And a scholar. And a scholar. <laughs> <laughs> so, back to what the fuck we were doing. To recap, because it's been about half an hour since we talked about our podcast. Literally. Look at time. L- literally. Uh, this episode is on coerced and false confessions. And I'm super excited because I did my research paper on this. I checked out six library books whoa six that's commitment exactly and i read most of them (laughs) (laughs) i read one to completion you could have just let me end on the fact that that was that was uh, oh okay yeah no specifics needed i overshare uh so library books and research paper and this topic is very irritating like i'm very i Hang on, my brain. I'm trying to get myself uh, out of the habit of saying very and really. Um, I am enthralled by true crime and its accessories. And (laughs) (laughs) I wanted to say, that makes sense in my brain. To murder? (laughs) Yes, they're accessories to murder. Um, And like, I know that I've always known that like false confessions are a problem, and that's why the Innocent Project was started but i did not realize that how big of a problem yes how you notice how they do that on law and order after you brought this up that you wanted to do this yes yes i noticed it so much it fucked me up trying to watch svu again because after doing this research i saw the techniques that they were doing and i'm like olivia stop it no we do not behave like this (laughs) young lady not how we conduct ourselves they do it a little bit now, but not as much. No, but like whenever. In the beginning. Oh, my God. Over five minutes. I saw what you did. You picked up a cheeseburger. You killed her. Is that what you were? You were hungry, weren't you? Like, I'm like, dude. <laughs> Anything. And I hope to infuriate everybody. It's not hard in this house. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So I'm going to read my research. 
take me to read this. Oh my god! Read all of it. <laughs> she turns page. There's seventeen page. pages. After page. <laughs> I was really excited to do this paper. <laughs> I can tell. It was supposed to be a three pager. I brought you ten. <laughs> They're double spaced. It's <laughs> good. That helps. It does, and I like subtitled everything, so that takes up some extra spaces. Hmm. Okay. So, <coughs> I feel like you're burning sage in my house. <laughs> Just cleansing, cleansing, clear, clear, clearing the house. Dark spirits have passed through this house. Publishers clearing house. Roundhouse. Kick. Roadhouse. Sorry. Roundhouse. Roadhouse. <laughs> Please continue. Cash. <laughs> I don't know what. I haven't there. even started. Like I. I don't even know what happened there, but. I'm just making noises. It's okay. We like your noises, Cash. <laughs> Thank mm. you, Brianna. You're welcome. I like your noises as well. Thank you, girl. <laughs> Got you. <laughs> hmm. Okay. 20 years before the landmark judgment of Miranda V. Arizona, John Reed developed the Reed technique at his namesake institute for training law enforcement. Bastardizing the interrogation process, the Reed technique and its infamous nine-step process of producing a suspect's confession have contributed to brute police force, an astounding number of false confessions, and then wrongful convictions, as well as a multitude of permanent psychological effects. Um, that's not important. <laughs> <laughs> Just me explaining to my professor about my paper. Okay, so the Reed Institute. In 1931, Dr. John E. Reed was working at the Scientific Crime Detection Laboratory. He was a lawyer joining the Chicago Police Department in 1936, which led to a position as a polygraph examiner in the laboratory. He left in 1947 to start his own company, John E. Reed and Associates. From there, he founded the <laughs> Reed Institute in 1940. John E. Reed and Associates. <laughs> Everyone in the tri-state area went there. <laughs> they really did. Hashtag hometown <laughs> heroes. <laughs> I need Everybody's feeling that right now. That was great. I'm not going to be able to take the rest of this paper seriously now. Interrogations you've trusted through the years. <laughs> You should submit that to them and see if they use it as a jingle. Oh, oh that makes me so happy. Oh. <coughs> All right. <coughs> Your bag is cute. Thank you. It's incredible. Oh. It is incredible. Hey oh. <laughs> From there, he founded the Reed Institute in 1947 in Chicago, Illinois. Dr. Reed was a consultant and polygraph expert. I italicized that because it's like a, um, what is it? Oxymoron, that. I was trying to say onomatopoeia. Who <laughs> developed. <laughs> not. <laughs> Shout out to Hey Arnold for teaching me that word. Oh, awesome. <coughs> it was his um, spelling B word. And so I know how to sp I've known how to spell it since I was like nine because of that episode. Share it with us, please, Cash. O-N-O-M-A-T-O-P-O-E-I-A. He also knows how to spell qualm because of that episode. Q-U-A-L-M. Yeah, it was like the way he told the story. Like I don't remember that part. 
Michael Bukowski's dad told the story about how his sister missed the word qualm. Oh. And how he always put emphasis on the L because that's qualm. Wow. I knew how to say that word whenever I was that young because of because of that episode. And they say TV teaches us nothing. Oh yeah, I learned how to I spell learned hard so work much from shit. Arthur. He did do he did like a little A A R D V A R K. Also, not to spell Teen Titans. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> if we're going on that logic. I got you. You know, I lost like it was like the fourth or fifth grade spelling bee. I lo- I was like in the top. I don't know, like four, three or four. Really? And yeah, and then they gave me the word inert. And she said it just like that. Inert. She set you up for failure. <clears throat> and then she goes, I'm sorry, excuse me, inert. Like that. And I was like, oh, maybe there's two ends. So I put that extra in there and lost. <gasps> I had it too, man. She was like, inert. I-N-E-R-T. No problem. She goes, I'm sorry, inert. She, you, that see if she's related wish. to the winner. Th- she's she's not, but she, she was total hoe, man. Nobody oh. liked her. She was the worst teacher. Oh, we should have we should have we should have called her. <laughs> we'll figure it out. It was a hate crime somehow. Well, that's how we got to get a hold of Barbara. What's up, Cash? I I was just <laughs> looking at. Your well, I look. I saw you out of my peripherals. I was looking at Aaron. I'm just like. You were very, like, intrigued. I'm watching you do surgery. Oh, yeah. It's literally what it feels like. I am changing You are talking to me with such a flat tone that I feel like everything you're saying is sarcastic. I've been up since three. Okay. Had terrible nightmares, all kind of shit. It's the same. The Lawler sisters are rubbing off on you. Oh, God, no. (laughs) (laughs) I need... One of us needs the facial expressions for the for the <laughs> restaurant people. A Megan and a Megan. Oh my God! Yes, a Megan. Oh that is their couple but name. A Megan. Uh, we've been Bregan. Okay. Bre- no, no, no. Oh, a Megan, as in Amanda and Megan. Oh, those two. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Don't take my name because it was close to Megan, and I was happy with it. I like Bregan. That's cute. I think right. Bregan's a cute name. It's adorable, too. and it's like Megan. I kind of want to name my child Bregan. You should. Name your child Bregan. Why not? We've we've discussed his name is going to be Iglesias. No, 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 no. A girl for a girl. Um, why not Iglesias? For a girl, <laughs> Iglesias shouldn't be anybody's name. Yeah, it really shouldn't. Isn't it churches? It's Enrique yeah, Iglesias. in Spanish. Yeah, Iglesias. Well, is churches. Enrique Church. Problem solved. Enrique Iglesias. Yeah. Julio Iglesias. Oh, where are you at? Oh. Enrique Iglesias is yeah. Eric Church, and Eric Church is actually a, a person. A person. Yeah. Stop. I just now got that, too. That is. That's hilarious. The little moments we have here on Psyched that have absolutely nothing to do with our podcast. Not a thing. False confessions. No, this <laughs> is fun. <laughs> <laughs> we keep getting away from that. We are all fake news. I got into a Trump hole yesterday, oh, no. like oh, rabbit hole. Oh no, it was the best. Oh, oh, it was a good sign. It was the best. He does not know he's individual one. He doesn't know. Someone should tell him. Oh, my God. I changed my Twitter cover photo to individual one for prison. <laughs> <laughs> it looks like one of the. I stole it from somebody, oh. but it it looks like a campaign 
Nice. Anyway. <coughs> what? I don't even remember what I was reading. Oh, yeah. Polygraph expert. That's not a thing. You can't be an expert in something that isn't real. Right? Uh, yeah. That's not a thing. Uh, Dr. Reed was a consultant and polygraph expert who developed the three phases of the Reed technique for criminal investigation and subsequent interrogation. Why don't I have page numbers on this? Oh my god, Cash. Please tell me you've kept um, those in order all this time. I Oh, I did. Oh, okay. I turned this in without page numbers or a running head. Oh, shit. Whatever. I still got an A. <laughs> and I never went to class. So doing college right setting a good example for you children out there yeah. hope you're listening go, go to, to college go to your classes do as i say not as i do <coughs> so the behavioral analysis interview in the behavioral analysis interview investigators are trained to interview a suspect while studying their verbal and physical cues indicating guilt or innocence in his book, How the Police Generate False Confessions, James L. Trainum writes the goal of this part of the process is to build rapport with the suspect while watching their body language and verbal cues when giving answers to the investigator's questions. I need to stop smoking. <coughs> because it's making me cough and run out of breath from fucking oh. reading. <sighs> this is my exercise, guys. It is making me <laughs> winded. I'm going to work out. <sighs> I can feel my six-pack already. <laughs> my hair won't get out of my face. Okay, anyway. Uh, in their back pocket, quote, they have several predetermined behavior-provoking questions at the ready to ask the suspect in question. A looming fallacy of those, quote, behavior-provoking qu questions is the nature of the human nervous system. Any unassuming person can be guilty of ambiguous movements and speech, which are then interpreted based on the detective's subjective opinion, which is based on typically partial evidence to a much larger story. The overthought a person has to go through to relax their nerves and act calm can cause even more anxiety in an already anxious situation. The BAI, BAI is a detective's tool for determining their suspect's innocence or guilt. Normal behaviors in reaction to a stressful ordeal, such as a police interrogation, can be perceived as signs of guilt. Confirmation bias is a mental affirmation that detective is correct in what they believe to be right and wrong about a suspect. The concern here is tunnel vision, focusing in on one suspect and or one situation to confirm, to confirm what the detective already believes. In Fuck. a sense, yeah. What a bastardization, too, of yeah. fucking um, behavioral analysis. Yeah. Like, it, mm. they're seeing things in such a black and white manner without realizing the consequences of doing so. Yeah. And, like, maybe I'll give you up until the 70s, like, 30 years to live in this world of ignorance. But we have so much information now about the human mind you think that you would want to update what you are teaching law enforcement right still to this day they're teaching them shit yeah. that they taught them in the 40s yeah. who does not update their training material police <laughs> apparently obviously it's not in the budget i will make them a powerpoint hollow <laughs> 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 
I will. <laughs> I will help them. Taking America back. <sighs> In a sense, uh-huh. the detective is fitting the case to match the suspect an obvious grave abuse of power and authority. For example, Trainum references David Simmons. Simon? Simmons? I hate English. One of those. David S.'s work, partnering with the Baltimore Homicide Unit. <laughs> <laughs> that was where she turned the page. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> the Baltimore <laughs> flip, flip, flip. <laughs> Homicide Unit. Excuse me, excuse me. I'm just gonna For roughly head. one year. <laughs> 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 Comes back with his <laughs> sex operator voice. Sex light operator. For one year. I need to capitalize on that because you student really loans. Should. You were supposed to have like clientele built up by now. Like hey what baby. happened? I don't Wanna know how to speak to people me? in a regular conversation. You're attractive anyway. I don't know what your problem is, Cash. If they just wanted to stare at a picture of me, I'm down. You but have a penis. I stare at pictures I of you. No. You like <laughs> you Oh. <laughs> you like that I like your penis. <laughs> that would be like me operating because I would have no idea what to do. Right. <laughs> Medical terminology only. Yeah. We are having the intercourse. <laughs> Coitus. <laughs> Coitus. Simon describes the indicators detectives use to determine guilt. Are, y- are y'all ready? <laughs> yeah. No. This now. literally <laughs> came from a book about this. Okay. This okay. Is I'm ready. I'm buckled in. <clears throat> Uncooperative. Too cooperative. Talks too much. Talks too little. Gets their story perfectly straight. Fucks his story up. Wait, 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 Whoa. wait, 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 wait. Yeah. This is like the three little bears. <laughs> Not the three little bears. Goldilocks and the three bears. That's what I'm getting at. There's this more. Is like, this is like fucking Goldilocks and the three bears. Yeah. She walks in. Oh, this one's talking too much. <laughs> this one's talking too little. This one's talking just right. <laughs> Except there is no talking just right. Oh, my God. I know. They blink too much. They don't <laughs> blink at all. <laughs> I knew that was coming. They avoid eye contact <laughs> or they stare. <laughs> Intense eye contact stare intensifies. <laughs> Can you imagine being a <laughs> suspect <laughs> with this knowledge? <laughs> like, am I blinking? Wait. Am I blinking? <laughs> <laughs> am I talking too much? <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 I'm talking too much. I gotta talk less. You have to be oh, con- wait, I'm not talking enough. <laughs> You have to be consciously aware of every ounce of your body at all times. Like that's so oh. much work. I should be slightly wrong in my story. <laughs> where should I? Blink. Where should I be wrong? I don't know. Wrong oh a little. my god! Just let that like sit it? on everybody. Mm-hmm. It's really good. Any unsuspecting innocent person caught in the mess of a criminal interrogation is in a no-win situation. Oh shit. In his book, you have the right to remain innocent, which is the book I read to completion, and it is amazing. Yeah. Oh, it's so good. Let me tell y'all now: if you are ever stopped by the police, or if they ever want to just talk to you, you do not speak to them. It doesn't matter if you think it's going to help your situation. Do not speak to them. Get you a lawyer and shut the fuck up. Until then, you are only obligated to tell them your name, your correct name. You can't give them fa- a false name, and what you are doing in that exact moment. Anything ahead of that, or that 
you were doing before. You do not have to give them that information. So just shut the fuck up and get a lawyer. <sighs> I swear. He said that that's what like law enforcement people tell their kids. Like, don't say a word until you have a lawyer. But as you will see later in this paper, they don't like it when the public does that. People are that terrible. On YouTube, they don't like it either. Hmm. But <laughs> world star hip hop. <laughs> <laughs> Is world star hip hop the one? Like she, ah, uh, the the, uh, goddamn forty seven lady. Oh my god! I watched this video segue years ago, and this woman, she's on one of those shows, and he's like, "How many uh, states are in the U.S.?" I saw that. And she was like, oh, yeah, 50 yeah. states plus 13 colonies, goddamn 47. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And I just want to know what her brain did in the interim. Like, how it got to 47. It's beautiful. 50 states and 13, 13 colonies. <laughs> she represents, though. Shout oh, out. Goddamn 47. Those 13 colonies becoming Marriott. relevant. Look at her in that Marriott hoodie. Your ma Hoodie. stole that. She stayed at the Marriott. And took the robe? No. Oh. It was my father. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody knows where he lives, so <laughs> we'll just blame it on him. <laughs> they don't know his name. <laughs> <coughs> okay. In his book, You Have the Right to Remain Innocent, James Dwayne states it perfectly. The bottom line is clear. Even if you are innocent, the police will do whatever it takes if they think that you might be guilty. Now, there's a nine-step program to the read technique, but I didn't want to go over all the nine-step because it's very, very long, and I just didn't want to. <laughs> so I just included step six and eight because they are awful. They are the worst of all nine, the worst. So step six and eight of the nine-step program. Unfortunately, this analysis cannot cover every step of the read technique. Oh, blah, blah, blah. Okay. The first is inferring guilt if the suspect is crying by step six. <gasps> so if you Damn. have reduced a person to tears by step six, they are guilty. I am guilty as charged because I, I will cry by the time I get one crying, sentence. Man. Walk in and cry. like Exactly. Oh, it's, my God. It's I'm an emotional so person. I'll just start crying. Anti it's such an antiqui antiquated way of looking at human behavior. It's awful. Um Oh, my favorite. The even more significant step eight, lead the suspect to repeat admission of guilt in <coughs> front of witnesses and develop corroborating information to establish the validity of the confession. The key word in that sentence is develop, not find, not, not anything other than create. That's what they mean by develop. So... Referencing again the obvious, human emotions are an incredible array of variables, subject to change and be affected by different situations. The Institute damning a suspect for expressing tearful emotion after what is likely hours of interrogation is blatant ignorance to the human experience. The psychological damage one undergoes while being yelled at, cornered with information that is likely false, it is permissible and even encouraged to lie to suspects about the evidence against them while using this method of interrogation. It cannot be understated. Deception or trickery became permissible in courts starting in the 1920s. So they were encouraging cops to lie. 
two suspects. Yeah. In the 1920s, go figure. Best time in America. The American Psychological Association has published countless articles by esteemed psychologists detailing the dangerousness of these tactics. One such article states that 87% wait, 87 experts on the psychology of confessions reached an 80% consensus that several findings are sufficiently reliable to present in court. This list includes, but is not limited to, the proposition that the risk of false confessions is increased not only by explicit threats and promises, but by two common interrogation tactics, namely the false evidence ploy and minimization tactics that implied leniency by offering sympathy and moral justification. So the good cop, bad cop situation. Coming to step eight, the development of evidence to the suspect, it alone can reasonably be held accountable for wrongful convictions and false imprisonments. As Duane has already made note, the police will pursue who they believe to be guilty at all costs, and sometimes that cost is to create or manipulate evidence against the suspect. Without the United Kingdom's discovery of DNA forensics in the late 1980s, it's almost certain many innocent men and women would still be in cells for crimes they did not commit. Since this science was integrated into the legal system in 1989, holla! Oh, that's uh, my birth year. Happy birthday. Thanks. More than 240 people were exonerated through DNA testing and their convictions overturned. 240 people. And that number would be higher, except there have been multiple people who have been executed for crimes they did not commit based on faulty evidence. On June 13, 1966, Ernesto Miranda won his Supreme Court case against the state of Arizona. It was a true turning point in legal history, and Miranda cards were then carried by law enforcement with the requirement that all Mirandai suspects had to sign the card and as an acknowledgement of their legal rights during an interview or interrogation. Much to the surprise of the people, this case was a hindrance in the eyes of Dr. Reed, his institute, and law enforcement everywhere. The concern being once a suspect was aware they had a right to counsel or to simply stay mute and refuse questioning, no one would confess. Obviously not the truth of the outcome, but a person's right to silence and an attorney was controversial and abhorrent to law enforcement. Of course it was. Oh, God. So many things wrong. What year was that? It was 1966. Hmm. So two years before. No, civil rights movement started or was passed. It's not the movement. I'm stupid. The Civil Rights Act. Was it 1963 or 1968? Three, I think. Three. So, I mean, we're just now three years off of realizing that people of color are human beings. So. Not everybody got that memo. No. No. Nope. They're still waiting on it. I think this is right. <coughs> I hope this is right. In evolutionary psychology and false confessions, Jesse M. Baring and Todd K. Shackelford discuss what causes one to confess in these situations, especially when innocent of the crime. It starts with the first mistake most people will make in an interview or interrogation, waiving the right to counsel. Innocents oftentimes waive the Miranda rights and their right to counsel because they mistake the invocation of these rights as a defense tactic of criminals. As a consequence, when faced with the lengthy, aggressive questioning by police who presume a suspect's guilt, misread naive, misread naive behavior as cues to guilt. Wait a minute, what? 
I hate English because this can be read two ways <laughs> and I don't know which one I meant. Okay. Anyway, moving on to the next uh, part of the sentence. Use deceptive tactics concerning evidence and falsely present commiserate feelings toward the suspect. Any reasonable person might confess to a crime that he or she did not commit. I hope that made sense, guys. Sorry. You're fine. Okay. <laughs> it, it made sense. I just felt really awkward. You're adorable. I need to take another Klonopin. God. <laughs> Man, we went to Holiday World in October with uh, USI because mm-hmm. they offered free Holiday World trip. I'm like, fuck yeah. Ew. And I took, I th- was it only one? I think I took two Klonopin, like oh before no. we left. And that was the only way I was going to get on any of the rides. And at the end of the day, we were on the voyage for the second time, the one Ooh. in the Thanksgiving area. Ooh. And we are halfway <laughs> up the hill before you even do the first drop. When I'm like, oh, fuck, my clonopin just wore off. And it occurred to me where I was, what was beneath me, which was death. Yeah. And, that I w- <laughs> <laughs> and I started freaking the fuck out. Shelby was laughing at me. And I'm like, no, 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 no. This is a crisis. This is really happening in real time. I'm freaking the fuck out. Fuck. And then we dropped. And I'm just like, Ugh, and I just <laughs> went into full panic mode. But before then, I was having a blast. <laughs> didn't give a shit about anything. Look a little Bobby right now. What? what Fucking little Bobby. What's little what's Bobby. What's he doing? On the goddamn sink. <sighs> People just got a job like I asked them to. KFC's iron. <laughs> Who wants to work there? Pull yourself up, little Bobby. <laughs> <laughs> Little Bobby. Little Bobby. <laughs> take <laughs> Take little Bobby out the hood. <laughs> did you say that one day? Yeah, I did. That's what you said. I you? did. Like, you take little Bobby out the hood. You, you can't, can't take, take the, the hood, hood out of little Bobby. Bobby. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's in him. That's so <laughs> thug. <laughs> Have you met little Bobby? <laughs> Here comes that delinquent now. <laughs> He's <laughs> precious. Here comes that delinquent now. <laughs> the only cat I've ever known to be spayed and neutered. No way. That poor well, yeah, guy. they had to cut his other testicle out of his belly. Oh, yeah. Well, well Bobby. <laughs> he wasn't supposed to be here very long. That's why his name was Bob. Like Literally, like that's why they named him Bob. Yeah, they didn't put too much thought into it. They didn't think he would survive. Yeah, they weren't sure. So they're just like, we'll call him they Bob. They half named him. That Bob. is <laughs> insulting to Bobs everywhere. Right. <laughs> it's like Ed to Ed. We'll name him Ed because we don't, we, don't, we, don't, we don't think he's going to be around very long. We don't want to become attached Ed. to him, so we'll name him Ed. So sad. Oh. Why are you looking at me like that? I was just thinking, you've seen that fan theory of Ed, Ed, and Eddie, right? <laughs> no. Oh, they're like in purgatory. No. Oh, my God. Oh my god! It's interesting because <laughs> it takes place like on the same street, like the entire show is all in the same area. Oh my god, that'd be the worst purgatory ever. And like you never see like any adults or it's like purgatory for children. They're in, pur- they're in children purgatory. That's yeah. what I was gonna say. The, the other one's to the left. This is the child one. Yeah. 
It's an interesting little fan theory. That is interesting. You check it out. All right. You like fan theories? I like fan theories too. Like the um I think it's Rugrats where Angelica like imagined all the kids. Mm-hmm. Like none of them yeah, were like actually every real. Everything was Angelica's Stop. imagination. Yeah. You are messing up my old childhood. Girl. Or like some kind of like mental creation yeah. from a disorder. Self-perception theory. Daryl Bem has done extensive work in the area where psychology and criminal proceeding intersect. With the self-perception theory, he gives more insight on the why most people are asking when they hear about someone giving a false confession to a crime. According to self-perception theory, a person makes an inference about himself or herself based on observations of his or her own behavior in the situation in which it occurs. Regarding police interrogations, a suspect may come to believe his or her own false statement if it was made in a truth-telling context. Fuck! Saul Kassin backs Bem's theory with his own research, stating, Research in other contexts has generally supported Bem's simple yet profound notion that under certain conditions, for example, when internal cues are weak or ambiguous and in the absence of situational constraints, most people come to infer their inner states, example, beliefs, attitudes, motives, and emotions by observing their own overt behavior. He goes on to explain that when someone has a vague memory or none at all regarding the events to which they're confessing, inferring through self-perception <coughs> can convince someone they have committed a crime they did not. Yeah, because your brain, like the false memory. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is so easy. Yeah, absolutely. So easy. And like just suggesting, like, uh, we what, the, what was that show called? Brain Games? Did you ever see that show? Uh-uh. Where they did like um, weird things. But they always had this magician guy on there. Like. He did like sleight of hand. He was like an illusionist or whatever. And like they did this one experiment where a group of people was witness. They were witness to a crime that happened. Crazy. Mm-hmm. And like people would just literally create facts yeah. in their brain that not at all. They had they had people um, draw a bicycle. It's a bicycle. Everybody knows what a bicycle looks like, right? But uh, then th- what? So. They had them draw the bicycle, and then they actually built a bicycle based on everyone's drawings, and like none of them worked. None <laughs> of the bicycles worked because people can't remember mm. what's something that most people see or use every day. Yeah, a bicycle. They couldn't remember what it that is like. so interesting. So like the gaps in human memory are so expansive yeah. that it's very easy to suggest and to place in those gaps what you want people to think and what you want them to remember. A hundred percent. And it, it's so scary that we're that susceptible. There was a psychologist who actually ended up getting sued by her client because she implanted something like a hundred, a hundred and some odd different personalities. We talked about that in our multiple personality podcast. Yes. She had um, DID, which is dissociative identity disorder, multiple personality disorder. And she was going to the therapist for it. And the therapist ended up implanting like a hundred more than a hundred different personalities and convinced her that she had all these personalities and whenever she later realized like shit she sued her and won as she should have good job guys (laughs) (laughs) in this situation the person in question is relying on police investigators to give them environmental clues to their actions 
When the detectives are brutalizing their suspect through verbal or physical violence, the suspect is that much more susceptible to accepting responsibility for the events when they are actually false memories implanted by the detectives themselves. Conclusion. I love my little subtitles. Such a pretty paper to look at. <laughs> Very proud of this paper. Through the use of the re-technique in an institutionalized disregard for basic human psychology and emotion, <laughs> countless yep. innocent lives have been affected by corrupted interrogation practices leading to false confessions. Investigators can write memories into a suspect's mind, induce panic and anxiety, and cause lasting trauma on the person interrogated. In order to prevent deeper psychological effects through our innocent, innocent population, an alternative must come about. The Reed method of investigation has shown to be a flawed, dangerous, and false presumption about the human mind and behavior. It is an entire system training thousands of people in law enforcement, all branches of law enforcement. How do we fix that? Whenever it's so ingrained, like generations of, mm. of law enforcement have been taught the exact same thing. All that matters is blue lives. Yeah. I would love to have an episode done about all of the people who got way bent whenever Black Lives Matter hit the scene. And they were like, so do white lives and all of this. And now blue lives matter. And it's like, guys. No this one has ever <laughs> told you your life this, didn't matter. This literally happens every time a marginalized community steps mm -hmm. up and is like, hey, we're going to like love ourselves for like a second. Like straight pride? Yeah, fucking straight uh, pride. Meninists. Uh, like, it happens every single time. It's in my stupid. gender studies class last year, a girl was proud and like thought it was humorous that her boyfriend was a meninist. And I'm like, you are a cannibal. You need a new boyfriend. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That is a baby maker in the works. Yep. Barefoot and pregnant. Mm -hmm. Barefoot and pregnant. Well, it is scary. Because it, it makes you like wonder, like, what if you're ever in the wrong place at the wrong time? Mm -hmm. Yep. And uh, old mayor needs a re-election, so we need to wrap this case up quick and nice and pretty and give the people what they want. M remember how everyone was so outraged at the Leah Beckerly case? Yes. Oh. He got acquitted and everyone was so pissed off. Yeah. Like, I'm sorry that our judicial system and due process of the law happened. <laughs> like. <laughs> yeah, he didn't do it. Like, anyone who but, thinks he did. Right. But people are fucking out for blood. Yeah. Mm. Like, they don't care who actually did it. They just want somebody to hang for it. Yeah. Mm. All of the evidence points at certain particular members of her family and i don't and everyone knows i don't really blame the community i kind of blame the system like the yeah then the people who are involved the police the politicians everybody like that who has created this culture of we can wrap this case up quick yeah and we're going to give you justice immediately like that's not justice no it's not that is a band-aid that is a guilty verdict Justice is when a situation happens and the appropriate action is taken to rectify the situation. In its most basic sense, that is what justice is. It is not a percentage or statistic of how many people you can put behind bars in our very overcrowded, privately owned, for-profit prisons. Prisons. Yeah. 
so many things wrong with this country. <sighs> I'm going to run for president. <laughs> Do it. I am. I'd vote for you. I Thank you. Would. Um, okay. Free coffee for everybody. <laughs> yes. <laughs> do you do you want to go first? Uh, sure. Yeah. Right. I had I like only had like those two small stories. Is that okay? If that's too long, then oh my god! Are you serious? Brianna? I just read an entire Stop. research paper. <laughs> Shut the fuck up! Everybody quit. Go for it, dude. Do you? Okay. Um, give me one second because part of it is written and uh, part of it's on the phone. <laughs> I know. I'm so sorry. I'm so so sorry. I keep everything on my front phone, then I don't have to turn pages. <laughs> oh I yeah, love you the do feel that. of turning pages. I like oh, tangible. I like one tangible one. paper. That's fun. Things anyway. <laughs> like I hate ebooks. Hate ebooks. Oh, uh, I hate. I love the paper books. Like I went to the library yes. in Henderson. I like. And I thought I could get a. E-books. Thought I could get like a, a library card. I want $25 a year because I don't live in Henderson. Brought get you one here. I, I do, but, oh. you know, like, there are times, like, the way I work. Yeah. Like, I have maybe an hour to spare. Maybe I have three hours to spare. And so rather than, like, waste gas, come back all the way to Indiana, I, you know, I find things to do. Yeah. There. That makes sense. And so, like, I went to the library, and they were like, you know, $25 a year, like, because you don't live in, you know, Kentucky. And I was like, oh, really? And he was like, yeah, I know. But he was like, I mean, you can come in and he's going to sit and read and do whatever. But, you know, you're just going to, like, check your books out. And I was like, oh. You can't check books out? Mm-mm. So why are you paying $25 a year? No, no, no. no you no. have to pay $25 a year oh. to, yeah. check to check the books out. Oh, I thought that yeah. was, like, a cover, like, no. to go <laughs> into the library. No. You have access to come into the library for a year if you pay us $25. No, we'll my God. We'll let you inside. Yeah. No. All no. the Henderson Library reminds me of is MySpace because I would walk down there during the summer whenever school was out and just spend the entire day on MySpace their little computer room that's hilarious i'm dating myself did you guys see somebody it was a it was a tweet that somebody made into a picture on facebook and they they put it up and it was like uh twitter needs twitter uh, let's say twitter needs to find a way to embed a song so that when people visit your profile they can uh jam along or whatever and (laughs) and somebody commented like MySpace has come full circle. Or yeah. They said uh, we have finally reached a generation who don't know don't what MySpace who is. Don't know what MySpace is. I had to laugh because that's, that's that was amazing. like because my parents never looked at my MySpace, so I would put like the most angsty emo shit oh song God. <laughs> on my MySpace. My blogs, Jesus, it's embarrassing. Before they changed like the whole MySpace format, and you could still look at your old profiles. Yeah, I like went back and looked at like all my stuff. I'm like, oh. <laughs> Every so picture bad. I ever took on MySpace, the camera was right <laughs> here. Ever, Every like single we one. We were and all like cigarettes that one in my mouth were cool. And so yeah. was flipping off the camera. Yeah, I was like, one of those <laughs> people. <laughs> one eyeball. Yes. This is my good side. This yeah. is actually my good side. So it was always like right here. It's amazing. <laughs> we all have mine. a good side. This one is mine. Right here. Is it? My um, right side is always my good side. Oh, it's opposite. That's <gasps> perfect. Yes. Girl. Photos always going to work out. I don't know. I'm Every aware. side. I'm not aware of my good side. side. It's just where you feel most comfortable when you take that photograph. That's like, yeah. Yeah, that works for me. Yeah. It, it may not no be good, good side, to everyone else. I don't feel comfortable taking so pictures at all. What you need to do is take a picture of yourself in different, take a selfie in different mm-hmm. angles. 
first <laughs> selfie. It was the first selfie happened in like the 1800s. Yeah. But <laughs> wasn't it Paris Hilton who was like, I created the selfie? It was one of the blondes. <laughs> one of them. <laughs> the blondes from the 90s? <laughs> yes. She stopped being relevant a long time ago. And she did better with her contour, though. So she was all right. <laughs> she did better. She did. Glow up. It's real. Hey. I can't wait until I glow up. <laughs> <laughs> so I want to be just like you when I glow up. <laughs> uh, okay. Okay. My my first person was Beverly Ann Monroe. And um, she was a single mother. And she was, what was her age? No, she was this middle-aged woman who was dating a younger guy. Cougar. <laughs> and she... <laughs> I guess she was. <laughs> that was an epic laugh. Right. <laughs> she was. She was like wrongfully accused of killing her boyfriend. It was in 1992. Monroe, the mother of three children, was dating an organic chemist. Wait, no, she was working as an organic chemist. Sorry, and dating Roger De La Bardet, a wealthy art dealer and a scientist and a scientist who lived in uh, Powhatan County, Virginia. We'll go with that. Sure. Somebody, somebody there is like, uh, no, it's Powhatan. <laughs> Powhatan. <laughs> yeah. So okay, on March fifth, nineteen ninety-two, he was found dead at his estate with a single gunshot wound to the head, and oh, the the local medical examiner ruled the death as a suicide, but police later investigated the death as a homicide. Homicide. Leading a to the a homicide. Uh, <laughs> Get rid of all them homos. <laughs> homicide. <laughs> and they uh, leading to a murder charge against Monroe. Monroe said the special agent with Virginia State Police had decided that she killed him, and focused her his investigation on providing his theory. And police said that he died around 10:35 on March 4th of 1992. Monroe said that she had left him left his house that night at 9.30 and was having, after having dinner, she had run a few errands. Give me a second. <laughs> Are you going to list the errands? No, no. <laughs> Stop. Uh, in- including going to the grocery store was one of them. Though. Grocery uh, store? She went ATM. to Blockbuster. <laughs> uh, she said she had never returned to the house, but the special agent, she said, tried to convince her that she had been there sleeping when she heard the gunshot and that she had forgotten because her, uh, her of her emotional state. And he see, yeah, that kind of crap. Yeah, and he also threatened her months after he he also threatened her months after the death into signing a statement admitting that she had been to the house when he was shot. And the agent told her that he would ruin her career and that she would be charged with murder if she did not sign it. Yep. And he used an informant to help build the murder case and ignored the evidence that he was in fact depressed by the way these informants can be anyone yeah literally anybody the My police are gonna go find the garbage man and get a signed statement yeah from a garbage man who well i thought i saw some yeah did you see blah 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 well, uh, I saw someone. It so was, was, it, was it a female? Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. yeah. color hair. Yeah. Uh huh. They do that. I mean, on order yeah. That's exactly what happened. I noticed that more like after you said this because yeah. was your topic. Like I was like, oh my god, what are you doing, Ice T? Anyway. Leading questions are only disallowed in the courtroom when they're in interrogations. Yeah. It's fair game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
But a uh, jury convicted Monroe of first-degree murder in November of 1992, and she was re- she was sentenced to 22 years. She was released on bond while she appealed her case, and she lost to those lost those appeals after two and a half years and had to return to prison. I think she filed an, an appeal in federal court in 2002, and they uh, a judge by the name of Richard L. Williams overturned her conviction and ordered a new trial. And he ruled that prosecutors had failed to turn over evidence and that would have that would have helped Monroe in her defense that included information about a key witness who had testified that Monroe had tried to get an untraceable gun from her. Prosecutors never turned over information that the witness, a felon, had a history of being an informant for authorities or that her statements had been inconsistent. William said William had said this in his ruling. And I'm trying to get the part where, hang on. My favorite is when they use jailhouse informants. Like, oh yes. my God. Yeah. People make a career out of like digging for information on their other jail cell people. Birds. <laughs> J- on their other jail birds. So they can get shit. Like even the ones who are there for life, like they get extra like creature comforts, like and a TV or some shit like <laughs> there's always some ramen. There's always something that they get in return. In commissary. Fuck yeah. yeah. I had a part, guys. I promise. There was another part <laughs> about what happened, but it turned out she was not even in the same state at the time <sighs> that he was killed. And they had, um, like I said, she, she was, they made her sign a paper before she even had a lawyer in the beginning and um that was a mistake she made obviously because she said she was in the house at the time of the murder it was it was in fact a suicide it was one bullet shot to the head the gun was right beside him i mean it was it it was what it was and they they looked into that he was depressed and all sorts of stuff but the point is that they had just immediately went to the older girlfriend and she was she was not even in the same state but they after hours and hours of interrogating her like not letting her sleep or getting anything drink anything like that they just kept asking her the same questions over and over and over again to where she finally believed was i in the house like even though there was there was proof that she was not even in the same state he was at the time there they didn't look at the evidence they went based off what she said because they because they had like just beat her down she was completely alone when she did it but that's a victory to them yeah because you saw how like it was two thousand, well, it was ninety two when it happened, and then they made her a murder suspect in two thousand, in early two thousand two, and November two thousand two, she was she was convicted. It was just it just was just kind of like, you know, like they waited ten years. Yeah, like, and then after they said she was a murderer, then it was like very like very quickly done. Like they didn't look at evidence. What. Bam, bam, thank you, ma'am. I she wa- signed a confession. I wonder exactly. if there was, like, an election or something major happening in 2002 where they're like, let's take a look at these old cases. Yeah. Or if some bullshit informant, yeah, quote, unquote. Yeah, she probably, kept a, probably a midterm. Yeah. She kept trying to appeal it, like, uh, you know, like, kind of, and they kept denying her the whole entire time. Anarchy. Until finally, like I said, that one 
who looked at the case and yeah. saw the imp- that the uh, evidence was never turned in, all this other shit, because they just, it, it was a suicide. <laughs> and that was how they made her believe that after all that time, they made her believe that, well, maybe I was, maybe I was there. And it's like, no, you weren't. They had, they had the cameras, you know, those, those shitty ass cameras, but there was some sort of cameras there that, I mean, there was a ticket with her, like that she wasn't there and, and they never checked any of that. They didn't go on alibi. Like they didn't, they just, they just hounded her over and over again. Until she admitted that she killed him. That is so sad. Yeah. She spent 22 years in prison for something she did not 22 do. 22 years. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. I bet she got a fat check, though. Because they do. I hope so. Then. It's like a like thousands for every year you're incarcerated. Really? Wrongfully incarcerated. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Okay, I was wrong. She was sentenced to 22 years, but from 92 to 2002. So 10 years, 10 of those 22, before she could get someone to... Overturn the sentence. Yeah. To even hear an appeal. Yeah. Oh, wait a minute. So she was picked up, like, right after... Okay, I misunderstood. Yeah. I thought it was a ten year gap before oh, no. they were like, "Oh, look at this case. Let's go." No, fuck it was it just up. weird because it was like they, they had what happened, and then in like August or September, it was mm-hmm. two thousand two, and then she was convicted of murder November of two thousand two. It was just it all happened just so fast, oh, and then shit. yeah, and then from ninety two to two thousand two, I fucked it up. I meant two thousand nineteen ninety two was when she was convicted <laughs> and then 2002 so 10 years later okay that was what she was supposed to s- she was so supposed she to be was convicted years. almost immediately yeah that's what yeah that's what i was trying to get at and i completely fucked it up but which is really interesting too because murder investigations yeah like you are typically that's, if yeah. you can't bond out you're typically sitting in prison for two or three years yeah, yeah. before they can put enough together to, to that's why go forth with I'll the case why it was so I'll I'll get to it when I, um, during my story. Oh, this guy's this guy's murder trial took a day and a half. Damn no. And that's jury selection, jury deliberation, day and a half. That's crazy. What? I can't wait to be angry at that. <laughs> <laughs> the other one I had, it was like they even <laughs> made a film about it. Um, it was it was like a Netflix movie, but it was actually pretty good. It was um, the the West Memphis Three. Did you hear about that? I've seen that. I've yeah. seen that in the documentaries. Yeah. yeah. It was like these, it was this little big town in, um, in West Memphis, West Memphis, Arkansas. And um, three little boys ended up completely naked in the water. Like they had drowned or something. There was something holding their bodies down. And it was three children that played together all the time. They were just wrong place wrong time type thing and they convicted the only three or four teenagers that were in the same town because they were 17 and 18 and they were devil worshippers in this little bitty town yeah and they they had even pieced <laughs> together somehow I'm sorry yeah yeah that they reminds me of south park they went immediately to them because um because of their satanic views and from that, they pulled the, oh, the children were used in a satanic ritual. 
In case you guys are wondering, <laughs> that's not a real thing. Nope. The Church of Satan is literally not even about Satan. No. Nope. Worshipping Satan. It's about worshipping humanity more than anything. Like Yeah. Yeah, you're completely loving right. Loving yourself. And that's what it's about. It's not about worshipping a deity. Yeah. I do not believe all. there's actually been a single documented case of a sacrifice for a quote satanic purpose like it's it's a stereotype perpetuated through ignorance yep pretty much in case you guys were wondering <laughs> by the by brianna what other knowledge you got for us well drop it drop I it was, on me i was looking drop through it because like i had read through it so much and then my brain it died reboot I know, right? I'm Force trying. restart that bitch. I don't. <laughs> Have you tried turning it off and back on? <laughs> that is ninety percent of your job when you work for Apple. Yeah. Reset your phone. Exactly. Yeah, but uh, I forgot how they even police initially suspected the boys had been raped. However, yeah, later testament that they they were never raped. There was nothing done sexually to the bodies. They assumed that was why they assumed it was a satanic ritual because they had been raped and they were completely out of their clothes. And like I said, they targeted the only three in this little small town that did not go to the church. So now all Satanists are pedophiles. (laughs) You know who actually have been convicted of pedophilia? Who, Aaron? (laughs) I'm curious. Church people. What? (laughs) What? I don't. I don't know about priests. Even I don't. I don't know who (laughs) expected that. I just started listening to Christopher Hitchens' book called "God Is Not Great." No, the subtitle is "How Religion Poisons Everything." Oh, and it is such a good read. Like I'm not even one of those like hardcore atheists. I'm not I'm not like a hardcore atheist. But like I have so many issues with religion, yeah. probably because I have a lot of religious trauma. But anyway, that's besides the point. This book talks so much about how religion in every form, not just Christianity, has like set us back evolutionarily speaking, like and intellectually speaking as a human community like you need, to, you need to read it it's so good it sounds good yeah it's really good so do that okay anyway sorry no you're good no it you're I think spot on i think that religious trauma syndrome should be one of our subjects like i knew about the story a little bit because like i saw the movie but then <laughs> Cause like netflix because netflix <laughs> but Holla. i looked into it more so but um it's sad they also on netflix have um confession tapes and so i started watching it thinking it was going to be like ruthless killers who talk about their conf- i <laughs> have a sickness and i need to stop you were so just obsessed. fascinated by the by extremes of, of the human, human experience yeah. <laughs> because saying i love serial killers sounds psychotic <laughs> so i'm fascinated by the extremes of the human experience um, but yeah, so I thought it was going to be like confessions by people who have actually perpetrated crimes. Nope. 
They are false confessions, an entire series of false confessions. You can hear the confessions. These people went to jail. A lot. Some of them didn't get out of jail. They're still sitting in jail. And I watched a couple episodes, and I was like, I can't do this anymore. You know, there is angry. <coughs> there is a um, fallacy, a logical fallacy, that is used all the time um, in courtrooms. Um, whenever juries are watching videotape confessions, and it has to do with camera angles and, and salience, because when you're exposed to like certain like certain camera angles, depending on where it's focused. So, for instance, if I have if we have like a, I'm on one side of the table, you're on the other side of the table, and the jury is looking from you, from the police point of view. The the suspect has salience, so like that's the most prominent thing in their mind. So um, there's a bias because you're watching from the interrogator's point of view that you're going to assume the interrogator's point of view, mm-hmm. and vice versa. So the only way that there's no bias, they uh, they have done like like legit studies on this. That is insane. To where they've they've showed um, different camera angles mm-hmm. of you know videotaped confessions to see the percentage, and they've done it in the Chinese community, which is the stereotypically least likely to offend, and the black community, which is the stereotypically most likely to offend, and then of course Caucasian as a as a control because. <sighs> Can we just <laughs> fucking white people? So, uh, but white privilege <laughs> doesn't exist, it. right? Yeah. So, <laughs> and and this the salience thing like held true in the Chinese community, in the African American community, and the Caucasian community. Oh my god! If if depending on the point of view, so the only way that you're truly going to get an unbiased, um, videotaped confession is if you have equal salience. So if there's a camera to the side, yeah. seeing both, that's the only way that there's no bias. I've never seen a confession video from that angle, ever. Interesting. I wonder why. (laughs) And a shitty thing, too, if you make a false confession and you realize it and you try to recant, they can still use your confession as evidence. Because anything you say can and will (laughs) be used against you. you. Yep. In the court of law. (laughs) In the Miranda v. Arizona book I checked out from the library, it had a picture of Ernesto's um, Miranda card from the day that uh, he won the case. Goddamn, my brain stops. From the day that he won the case, he signed it and dated it. I thought it was very monumental. Okay, so it's also proven that there is no bias in written or audio taped. Today, more than half of law enforcement agencies in the U.S. videotape at least some interrogations. In Great Britain, um, the Police and Criminal Evidence Act of 1984 built protections into the questioning process, um, which and it required that all suspect interviews be taped. But the psychological research that's been done on camera perspective bias um, has shown that the majority of camera perspectives used in the United States are recorded with the camera positioned behind the interrogator and focused squarely on the suspect. Um, this, this per- the camera perspective influences the jury's assessment of voluntari- um, voluntariness. So, like, was this, was this a voluntary confession? Yeah. So, basically, they're assessing, is this a false confession? 
Um, so when they look at the tape and they see it from the interrogator's point of view, pointed squarely at the suspect, um, they are more likely to believe that the suspect issued this confession voluntarily. Because that's what, yeah, uh. the So um, they do not believe in. They do not believe that it was coerced, and um, they don't. They don't see the guilt dichotomy uh, if they're seeing it from the interrogator's perspective. And vice versa, they're more likely to believe it was coercion and less voluntary if the camera of angle is focused squarely on the interrogator. They're more likely to believe, and it's about salience, so how much of, it's, how much of it are you exposed to? Um, so the, the empirical data that's been collected um, has had to do with like manipulating like where exactly. So if it's from, if you see the back of the detective's head and shoulders, and then that's the most biased position because you're looking at him squarely in the face. Less biased if it's from the corner and you can see some of the, and then like literally as you go around in the half circle, it's like m most bias, less bias, no bias, a little more bias, most bias. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, fuck. So, so the only way that it's completely without bias is if it's an equal, if, if it has equal focus perspective. Um, the, the participants of the studies um, have no bias in their perceptions of voluntariness or coercion if it's equal focus perspective. So I found that pretty That's interesting. That's very interesting. Yeah. See, it's little shit like that. Yeah. Uh, illusory causation, uh, fundamental attribution error. That's what that's, what that's called. Um, that's what the camera bias is a result of, and it has to do with salience. Um, how much of it, yeah. So it's fucked up. It's really fucked up. I, rem I remember. I didn't mean to hijack your story. No, you didn't. You're good. Some of my story got cut out somehow. Okay. Through photos. Oh. And I was like, oh, God. Did you figure it out? No. What you want to say? Okay. No. I think I literally said everything I was going to say. Okay. That, yeah, Beverly Moore, Monroe, Monroe, hers was that she wasn't even in state. And that they targeted the the three children in the West Memphis Three because they didn't go to the church and they seemed like they had satanic meetings. <laughs> That's so fucked up, man. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I just I ran across that stuff when I was um, looking at my dude. So my dude's name was Brian Baldwin. And by the way, if you're interested. And you look for like an exhaustive list. There is an exhaustive list of, well, probably not completely exhaustive, but there's a lot, a big list of false confessions. Um, if you just look at like Wikipedia, mm -hmm. um, and it, they had to separate it by decade. That's how many there are. Guys, it's and those bad. are just the ones that they can prove were false confessions. Yeah, that's just the ones that are proved. And like it tells you on there because it gives you like a table. So it tells you how long, what, what their sentence was and how long they served. And like the number of people that were executed mm -hmm. is absolutely insane. The guy mm -hmm. that I'm talking about was actually executed. Mm -hmm. So he, um, his name was Brian Baldwin. Ah, he was a pretty young dude. Um, he was in this uh, juvenile detention facility because he got into some trouble with the law, and he hooked up with this guy named Ed um, Ed Dean Ed Horsley. If you guys are familiar. Uh, he was convicted of um, armed robbery and a felony during which a police officer was shot. Oh. So he was serving time in this juvenile detention facility along with uh, Brian Baldwin. 
and Brian was 18, and Dean w- uh, Ed Dean was 19 when they escaped together. Okay? Um, so they escaped from Charlotte, North Carolina. When they were uh, driving through Hudson, North Carolina, there was a young woman by the name of Naomi Rowland who was 16 years old, and she was driving across town to visit her father in a hospital. She picked up Baldwin and Horsley as hitchhikers, and uh, never do that, guys. Yeah, don't do that ever. And along their travels, at one point, um, they had stopped, and Ed stabbed, raped, and robbed Naomi. Okay, mm. um, so you know that happened. Obviously, she died. Uh, horrible situation. But they arrested both of them uh, because, you know, obviously he was there, but, you know, he had actually nothing to do with the murder. And there's all the evidence in the world pointing towards the fact that he had nothing to do with the murder. And the guy actually said, like, Ed Dean stated (laughs) he had nothing to do with the murder. (laughs) (laughs) Like, that was literally, I did that. He didn't even know she was murdered until it was like, hey, where's Naomi? Oh, she's in the trunk. I was gonna ask they, like, where, yeah, where they was traveled. he at the moment. Like, <laughs> they, had, they had stopped somewhere. Oh, okay. And okay. that's when he stabbed, robbed, raped. Oh, and so he threw her in the trunk. And like there was no blood whatsoever on Brian's clothing. There was no evidence whatsoever that they had even touched. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so they arrested both of them. Um they ended up they dumped the car and stole a truck. And then they were arrested by high-speed chase. Um, they both gave statements um, at the Wilcox County Jail in Wilcox County, Alabama, where um, Baldwin was beaten and tortured into giving a confession. By the way, Baldwin was an African-American man. Oh. Um, in Alabama. <laughs> oh. <laughs> what year is this? 1977. Oh, dude. Yeah. So... Um, <sighs> he could have been at Denny's and still been yeah. walking while black. That's Baldwin, a punishable offense. Baldwin was not advised. Neither of them were advised of their rights, including their right to counsel. So they mm. did not have counsel. Um, they were taken to Monroe County where they were each indicted for aggravated robbery and murder. Um, this combination made it an automatic capital offense in the state of Alabama. Automatic death, death penalty. Um, so... If they were convicted, it was a mandatory death penalty. Um, the sentence hearing was going to be held by the judge to determine if there were mitigating circumstances to reduce the penalty. It was not. Um, Horsley confessed to the murder. Obviously, he did it. He was executed for first-degree murder in 1996. In 1996, a letter was mysteriously found in the handwriting and signature of Ed Dean Horsley, um, in which it stated... All the reasons why Brian was not guilty. He wrote this letter in 1985. Oh, my gosh. Okay. 11 years? Prior. Oh. Yeah. So he was executed in 96. Yeah. The letter popped out in 85. They were sentenced in 77. Okay. So once they were arrested, Mm -hmm. in that very day, Brian Baldwin was beaten and tortured into a confession. Um, as soon as that confession, they scrambled the jury together. Guess how many people in that jury were white? All of them. Twelve? All of them. (laughs) Twelve. 
That's right. 100% white jury. The de- the de- deliberation and conviction and the entire trial process took a day and a half. Guys, even for 77, that's shameful. Yeah. So, that was also the were year Elvis died, by the way. Anyway. There were three <laughs> witnesses. <laughs> it's the one thing I know about that year. Sorry. No, there were, um, that was the year my sister was born. She was born like shortly after Elvis died. Oh, yeah. she missed him on her way in. Yeah. <laughs> 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 oh, God. She saw him grow up. Oh, so. <laughs> Oh, God. So Baldwin's statement um, later on was that after he was arrested as a suspect, the police in um, the police beat him and subjected him to shocks from an electrical cattle, an electric cattle prod. Oh, my God. Um, forcing him to confess the murder of Roland. He later re- retracted the confession, um, which had a billion incorrect material facts about how she died and the nature of the murder weapon. He didn't even know how she was <laughs> murdered. He didn't know how she died. He knew nothing. He didn't even know like certain physical descriptions mm. of Roland. Like he was that just not. But he did there. it, Aaron. Yeah, duh. <laughs> so three witnesses testified uh, to seeing bruises on Baldwin's back and body after the interrogation. But guess what? We don't know where those witness statements are. So. Um, Nathaniel Madsey was the only black deputy sheriff in Monroe County at the time. He later testified that he had seen Baldwin being beaten to coerce his confession and that a cattle prod was in fact present at the jail. (sighs) He had also said that he had falsely signed an affidavit saying that Baldwin had been advised of his rights, including his right to counsel. Yeah. Damn. So... Can you imagine? But can you imagine the pressure oh, of yeah. being the only black guy on a police force? I am and surprised he's a sheriff. Like, you better fucking sign mm-hmm. that. Yeah. Oh my god. Yep. So the judge refused funds for Baldwin's defense. The court-appointed law- lawyers, yeah, spent very little time with Baldwin. Called no defense witnesses. Did not let Baldwin take the stand. Even though Baldwin had a solid defense. And had someone who could attest to his beating being beaten by police. So did they just like sit there and watch it like the, reality TV? Yep. The evidence that was presented in court was that Baldwin's fingerprints were found in the car. Shut up. The car he was sitting in? Yeah. No way. <laughs> oh my God. That's insane. Yeah. Obviously he's guilty. So there was zero physical evidence, which I already said that. Um, no, Aaron. There were no fingerprints. Baldwin fingerprints on the murder the weapon. <laughs> um, forensic analysis determined that the murder was committed by a left-handed person and by <sighs> one person. Stop. By one left-handed person, okay? Ed Dean was left-handed. Baldwin was right-handed. No, I didn't see that coming. Uh, oh, my gosh. Yeah, so <sighs> this evidence was not even obtained or found until after Baldwin was executed in 1999. Shut the fuck up. 22 years after his arrest, false confession, and sentencing. The prosecution had not made it available at the time of his trial, and the jury never got to hear it. Wow. Moment of silence for that dude. 
That yeah. sucks. Terrible. You ready for the best part? Oh. Mm, no. No. After um, all that had happened with like Ed Dean trying to say, hey, he didn't do it, there were multiple appeals on the conviction and trial proceedings. <coughs> all right. He, so here are all the people <laughs> who uh, tried to get his case appealed, if I could find my list. All right. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. So it was taken. So the first appeal was to whether Alabama had jurisdiction to try the case because it all happened in North Carolina. It was heard by, here's the judge's name, Robert E. Lee Key. Nope. <laughs> nope. <laughs> what? Oh. So, yeah. That kid was fucked from the start. So although, the beginning. yeah, no, no hope. So although he had, he I had presided, he had been the one, that was the one that presided over his original conviction. Uh. Um, and normally like the precedent is you can't, if you presided over the conviction, you can't preside over the appeal. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, cause it's his own case. Like you can't preside the appeal in your own case. So, um, he settled it though. Alabama definitely had jurisdiction. Um, Horsley before his execution had testified, which I already talked about that, blah, blah, blah. Um, that Baldwin had not known of her death, and this was not given to Baldwin's counsel until after Horsley's execution in 1996. So they had it. They had the it. prosecution had it, but it wasn't given into, uh, to Baldwin's defense until 1996. Baldwin's case, so they just withheld evidence for no reason. Baldwin's case was taken to the Supreme Court, okay, with 33 senior judges and prosecutors signing a letter supporting Baldwin. Are you ready for this? The Supreme Court declined to reverse the conviction on murder and the death sentence. You ready for all this? The Pope, former President Jimmy Carter, Archbishop of Mobile, Alabama, 26 members of the Congressional Black Caucus of the United States, and the widow of Martin Luther King, Coretta King, all positioned to prevent Baldwin's execution, but they were all unsuccessful. During an investigation in 1999, an attempt to recover case evidence for DNA analysis, which was not available at the time of the trial because, you know, time, um, it was found that all evidence in the case was mysteriously lost or destroyed after Baldwin's execution. Silence. (laughs) Because what do you say? How fucked up is that? Incredibly. And there are so many cases like that. Yeah. And this was not that long ago. No. Like, they had evidence to acquit him in 96. He was executed in 99. If they can convict him in a day and a half, they can fucking appeal and get that shit turned over in three years. Yeah. And this is why you do not speak to police at all. At all. Like, nope. if they are interrogating the shit out of you, just s- stay as strong as you possibly can and yeah. just do not speak to them. I mean, it would have been fine and just or whatever if they had, like, convicted him for escaping juvenile detention. Yeah, if they had convicted him for the crimes he actually did commit. Yeah, yeah. that's fine. But Is that even brought up? You know what? They were probably so pissed about that. No, it wasn't even brought up. Like, at all. Like, no, because the felony murder, like, that's so... That's such a much bigger deal. Like that's a more glamorous. We quote, can really yeah. get case. Yeah. 
Uh. And how shitty is it that the same judge that heard his initial case also presided over the appeal? That is such a strong breach of ethics. That is like conflict of interest and then some. Yeah. Why did Alabama have jurisdiction in his eyes? Because the murder happened when, like, crossed that state line. Oh, like that it makes happened sense. right in Alabama. Yeah. Oh. So, so they would they would have jurisdiction over the murder, but North Carolina, where they escaped from, mm-hmm. would have jurisdiction over the other crimes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Which they probably didn't give a shit they about no. because he was being Mm-mm. tried and later executed for murder. Wow. How old was he when that happened? 18. 18. He was a baby. He was a baby. Yeah. yeah. Ed uh. Dean was 19. He was 18. They escaped together. Yeah. And proceeded. Mm-hmm. That is so sad. And like, yeah, the other guy like like killed the girl and raped her and robbed her. But he was at least like, hey, this guy didn't have anything to do with it. Yeah. That was just me. He was honest from like the beginning. Yeah. And nobody. Because why would you listen? He's a psychopath, but at least he has some right. moral ground to yeah. stand on like this kid was not involved in this he didn't even know she was dead it was like where's old girl oh she's in the trunk yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're gonna ditch the car <laughs> like, <laughs> like, she had my way she's been quiet you know like he didn't, he didn't mean nothing and then the zero physical evidence and he had no idea like what was used like what the he knew zero details like, about the murder like, that's what's incredible man that's sad that like they didn't even try to tell him what happened because that happens a lot. Like mm-hmm. to get a false confession, mm-hmm. they'll like l- give you details that you then regurgitate back to them. But they didn't even bother with that. They were too busy cattle prodding him. Yeah. To even let him know what he did. Tortured him into a confession. A that s- is insane. That's what I'm saying. Like, what would what would you have done in that situation? Like, you know, yeah, you didn't have a lawyer present. And like at what time, you know, the year and. And he was being beaten and like tortured. Like, fuck, I'd confess. I feel like, yeah, you know, anyone would. Yeah. yeah. People are like, oh, I would never confess to something I didn't do, but anyone would, whenever put under that kind of stress, especially if they're convincing you you did something, mm-hmm. which is only going to become easier the more stressed you are. And when you're surrounded by an oppressive majority, yeah. And they like to stand over... Well, no, I'm thinking of SVU. Oh, by the way, there was a uh, <laughs> law that was passed. I'll come back to SVU. <laughs> I love it. Always. There was a law that was passed after this whole situation. Um, no cattle prodding? <laughs> no. Too late, but um, the law was that um, there had to be... Because the even though the county was 46% African-American, there was a jury of 100% <laughs> Caucasian people. So they passed the law to where you have to have equal representation um, in areas where, like, wherever the jurisdiction is. Mm. You have to have equal representation of, like, minority groups within the jury is that in the state that of Alabama. Oh, in the state of Alabama. Yeah. I don't know about nationally, like but that yeah. was a thing that happened there. I'm surprised they did that much. Yeah. To be honest. Yeah, but I don't think it was a result of that particular trial, Mm -hmm. but it happened after that trial at some point. That's so crazy. 
I think anyone who is not a white Republican should move out of the South. And then we can ship all the white Republicans down to the South and then just cut it deep enough to where it floats <laughs> away in the ocean. <laughs> My God. I'm sure we have I the technology to do works. this. Use a satellite laser. Just put it on a satellite laser. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. They used to they used to preach in church that because the state of California was so full of sin, that God was gonna like drown it in the ocean. It was <laughs> just gonna fall off the U.S. <laughs> one day. Because God loves all His children, except the Californians. Except the <laughs> Californians. That's why California. That was my thought. That was always my thought. I was like, well, what about the, what about the Christians that live in California? Right? They don't matter. <laughs> they chose that state. Yeah, it's like. Uh, you can't really be Christian if you live in California. I mean, come on. <laughs> There's no way you could withstand that much temptation. <laughs> All that sin. <laughs> Fucking hell. Uh, I'm sad and enraged. It's a fucked up system, man. Oh, yeah. People wonder, like, why, like... Why we're number one for incarcerated human beings in the world. And why there are people that have so much trouble with law enforcement. Like, why we, why people have so many problems with law enforcement. Why would minorities distrust law enforcement when yeah. they have a stellar record of upholding justice in oh, those marginalized communities? Yeah. That was sarcasm for the audience, in case you <laughs> didn't pick up on <sighs> that. <coughs> I told you guys last time about the Philando Castile. Yeah. Um the Adam ruins everything episode. Yeah. Like there is no de-escalating the situation. There is no for minority groups. What about the kid who had autism that was shot because he was having a meltdown? Like and what happened to shooting to like disarm. immobilize yeah. instead yeah. of like why murder? Why does everything have to be a kill shot? They're not zombies. They're human beings. Like right. shoot them in the leg. They're not going to run very far. Yeah. yeah, shoot them in the arm. These are injuries that can be treated. Oh my god! So the other night we went to Plato's so Shelby can find a beanie, and they <laughs> what a strange not? place to go. <laughs> why not Walmart <laughs> or Meyer Family Dollar? I need a beanie. I'm Let's go I to. She likes Plato's. I don't know. I don't like Plato's. They don't. Like they 16? don't fuck with my kind. <laughs> That's what I feel like. <laughs> they don't. They, Plato does my not fuck with my kind. <laughs> I mean, she is a baby. She so is a baby. Young. She is really young. Yeah, fuck but those guys. We went to Plato's <laughs> and they had she a pair. She did kind of grow up. That makes sense, though. She grew up in like the Plato generation. Plato is like Plato's closet was really big. Suck my dick. Like probably when she was like a teenager. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I got. I literally had a paper like when I went to take clothes over there. They took two purses and like a pair of shoes, but my clothing was too big for their store. Yep. And that was when I first moved here, so I didn't That's I, I didn't know. Take a hoodie and strangle them with it. Like One legit, of the bitches behind the counter was like Damn. Was that Rosie? Jack, it was Jack. No. Jack, motherfucker. Making people We thought people's at the door or something was scared the Thought it was gunshot. Look at, look at Reggie's upset now. But uh <laughs> look at look look, 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 look Who is it? <laughs> but uh <laughs> you were talking about they don't take they don't take big people clothes they don't sell big people clothes. yeah yeah they i don't walked take into plato's closet and got stairs man yeah you oh like, mm -mm. You ain't gonna work big out people here. don't go to plato's closet there was mm -mm. a big bitch behind the counter 
I'm not gonna say that because my she's like, myself, I just work here, right? Like, <laughs> I'm skinny on the inside. I couldn't, I couldn't Ugh. associate. Like, you don't take my clothes and fuck you. I'm not gonna work here. <laughs> anyway, I did get Continue. some bitch and body so spray while I was there for four dollars. It's oh. Victoria's Secret, so I feel oh. cool. Oh. It's, <laughs> it smells pretty. Um, no, so they had a pair of Vans. Or no, it was a pair of Keds that were black with safety pins all over Ooh. them. And I looked at them the and I'm like, my little emo heart. <laughs> Throwback. The right? angst. I had so many safety pins in my jeans. So many. In my hoodies. My wristbands. I was bands. so cool. Like, my wristbands were full. <laughs> Girl, yeah. <laughs> they oh are a no. multi-purpose tool too. Like you can do so much with them. They're handy. Pierce cut, your cut ears down with the them. side of your shirt. belly button. Put it back. The first Pierce time I had belly button. Belly oh button pierced God. was by safety pin yeah. in seventh grade. Mm. You can staple papers together with them. Yeah, Did in, that. in a sense. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you can. <laughs> oh no. Why? <laughs> <laughs> DIY buttons from home if you can't <laughs> afford your own. I used to like get <laughs> holes in the thigh area of my jeans because I got some thunder thighs. And so like I would always get holes in the thigh area and I oh. would put them back together with safety pins. And on more than one occasion, they have come undone and have stabbed me in the thigh. That's thigh. what I was thinking. Like, why would uh, you? Oh. Did you guys ever do the thing where you like cut your sleeve off and put it together with safety yeah. pins? No. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. Like you cut it and then just put it back, together, put it back together with safety pins. <laughs> That was that was that such was a teen thing. angst thing to do. Let oh, me tell I never did. Th- I need to go like, back. I cut off my sleeve that. to represent the happiness from my soul, <laughs> and I'm gonna patch it back together with safety pins because that's all I have left. My God. <laughs> God, I miss 2005. We're simple Same. plan. That was such a good <laughs> We're year. Plan. <laughs> Where's good Charlotte at? Somebody oh. called him up. <laughs> oh my God. I I have Good Charlotte on my Apple Music, and occasionally it'll come on shuffle, and I'll listen to the lyrics. And some of their it was such nonsense, like <laughs> that we were jamming out so hard to. It's such non. They are not a good band. No, they're not, not really. a good band. I'm sorry, GC, but you probably <laughs> realize that too. So no. now, <laughs> but I had a, hey, I rocked that shirt. It was a black shirt and it had like old English GC on it and like. Oh, Lime green. Don't tell me I wasn't cool because you <laughs> were. That shirt was it. <laughs> oh man, it was a fun year. It makes me want to pull out my guitar and play "Welcome Home." I need oh, girl, stop. I still got that song on my like it's in my list. Like it comes up every now and then. Aaron, you need to start an acapella <laughs> thing. <laughs> you need all of this sound effects training to to come to fruition and start your own acapella, acapella band. Band, do the guitar and the drum. Yes, just record the tracks separately yeah. and put them all together. You don't need uh, to acapella with a group. Yeah. Aka single. Aka solo. Aka solo. Yes. That's amazing. Uh, wow. Yeah. Now I want to go to Hot Topic. I know. I want to go to the, the old, old Hot, hot topic. topic. 2005 Hot Topic. Where, where, where did that one go? 
Where did it go? I don't know. They died. <laughs> Whenever they started selling Justin Bieber shit. The last the last thing I bought from a real Hot Topic was a Broken Side album. <laughs> S- a System of a Down t-shirt. That could not be. Kama Sutra. Is it funny that you remember <laughs> what was the last thing you bought from the Hot Topic? Yeah. Because like now we go and buy like Disney merch. Isn't that so crazy? Whoa! But that's just the kid I am. I'm like, fuck yeah. Because we all grew up into Disney. That's what this <laughs> this is from Hot Topic. <laughs> My Incredibles purse. We started at the end. I don't know why I thought like and the thing is it never dawned on me that they went from just, you know, hot topic like hardcore to Blood on the Disney. Dance Floor to Little you, Mermaid. You know, and <laughs> and it never dawned on me. I'm like, oh I want that. Like they just morphed right into what my mind was going to turn into <laughs> at 30. It's like, oh, Hot I need topic that. grew into Disney. It, it, How the fuck did that happen? They need to start a separate store called Vintage Hot Topic and oh my bring God, it all back. That'd be great. Do you know I there mean, are vintage Goodwill shops? Really? Straight up. Vintage what? Goodwill. There's one in Bloomington where like they take all the old shit that might be actually like worth more than a dollar and they put it in the vintage shop and you can buy it there. Pricey. That's they, cool. They price it up a little bit. All that. All right, well, I guess we're signing off. We're going to go do something else now. Yeah. <laughs> Bye, guys. Bye. Bye. Take um, your waitresses. And don't forget to tip your waitresses. Have your pets spayed or neutered, in some cases both. Um, free hat. <laughs> what? <laughs> it's a South Park episode, Aaron. Come on. I don't even want to know the context. This episode. They, they, like, the, the kids wanted to, like, do something but they were like we have to give away stuff because because uh you know they don't they don't want to come if you don't give them something so they put free hat on there <laughs> and there was a million people showed up they thought they were talking about free this lat free uh i forgot what his first name was but his last name was hat he was <laughs> oh. he was wrongfully accused like 15 years ago let's get him out free hat bringing it full circle <laughs> that is that is awesome. That's legit. That's okay. We might not. We, we might here. have to go watch Free Hat. Uh, yeah, we're going to have to do that. I have to go pedal smut. <laughs> fun. Yes. Sell those chocolate willies. Uh, all right, guys. So uh, we're done. So bye. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening to our nonsense. Don't forget to laugh at your brain. Or it will laugh at you. Bye. bye. <laughs>